coming at you from Scratch and Wolf Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. Your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. To my left, the poor man's Ed McMahon, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. And across from me, the rich man's Andy Richter, Tommy Dixon. How's it going? <laughs> What's up, gentlemen? Ah, uh, nothing. Good day. Absolutely. Recording day. And hey, we're not alone today. Nope. Once again, for the, I don't know, 25th time, <laughs> no one's counting anymore. <laughs> no one's time, we're stop counting. We, we, got, we got our buddy, he's etched in crimson, he, you know him from Weaponizing, Inc., Savage Age, uh, Enoch by Night, we got Mr. C. Grant Rosen uh, with us today. Grant, how is it going? How's it going? Doing good. You know, I'm excited to be talking about some stuff today. Excited welcome to have back. you here. Yeah, welcome back There again. is one person counting. Yep, it's number eight. I'm counting. It's <laughs> number eight. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Told you there was one person counting. We had to move up the uh, the final count from 10 to 25. <laughs> Give everyone else a chance. Right? <laughs> we don't got that, that custom toaster in yet. We can't... Uh, exactly, that's why. It's not ready yet. Uh, we're just going to have to move the number up until we get that thing in. But we do have the knife set, so that might be the... Uh... Now that went away. <laughs> I, I've been advised not to talk about that. Oh, gotcha. So. Was it admitted into evidence? You shut up. <laughs> just, Damn just lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Almost breached that NDA. Got Can't it. Prove a fucking thing. <laughs> All right, let's do this. All right. So another show. Look at this. Yes. Happy Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Podcast Day. And not everyone listens on Tuesday, but. Whatever day you're listening, it's podcast well, it's day. Not not Tuesday when we're recording it either, so <laughs> we're all fucked. There's days of the week, yeah. <laughs> Happy, Happy Tuck Day. day. What? what? <laughs> we're just making days up. Right. Why not? Sure. It's podcast day. <laughs> it's whatever's in your heart. <laughs> yes, it is. Always. Oh, we got to... You know, we're laughing and joking a lot today. Which yeah. is kind of on theme. <laughs> Look at that. Good segue. Right? And right to it, too, which seems like a decision I made. Fine with it. And we can chill about ourselves later. Yeah, we can do that later. But, but listen when we do, though, guys. Please. <laughs> like, I know you know the stuff already. Just, just come on. It's kind of important. <laughs> but we'll bit. leave it. Yeah. We can save it for later. Because we are talking about the new issue today. We talked about it before, you know, when we did our Pharaoh overview that we would eventually come around and do a proper series on everybody. And so we're making good on that, shockingly. And uh, It didn't take a year to follow through on a thing. Exactly. So be proud of us. Did it? What number was Noisha? It doesn't matter. The, when the end of the fair series was in, like, December. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Somewhere around there. I said like. Uh, I think that was the lost ones. It's a few but months, not a year, okay? Fair. It's like the Umbras. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> that was rough. Right. Deep Umbra 2025. <laughs> we'll still finish that series eventually. No, we totally will. But, you know, we decided uh, to start the Ferris series, and uh, we wish it came up first. Kind of a random. Yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah, we, we picked it random. Look, Tom wanted to do it. So, <laughs> it's Tom's fault. You blame me, yeah. Why did you want to do it, Tom? It was either that or the, the hall pass. <laughs> The hall pass? Yeah, the Corex. Thanks for listening to the podcast. No, the, that's the free pass. 
You creep. <laughs> this guy in this season, man. I know. He's, we're going to have to put him in the cage. Seriously. He's going to get locked in the van next. Right? That's gone. Oh, wow. We sold it for new equipment. I still got the box. That's that the van came in? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yikes. Daniel Tyson, everybody. <laughs> My goodness. Jesus. Grant's over there just going, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, you don't want a part of this now. Grant, you still with us? Did, you, did Danny just chase you off? Just back away slowly. Just back away slowly and get my alibi ready. <laughs> That's a good idea. So we got Noisha. Yes, we do. And they are the were coyotes. Coyotes are cool, though. They're pretty close to wolves. Jesus Christ, we got nothing here, huh? <laughs> I don't know where to start now. So, exactly. so here's the thing with, uh, with Noesha. Me personally, I think that out of all of the Pharah, they're the easiest to integrate into a game with Guru. And on top of that, they're, they're the first real Pharah that I was exposed to whenever I could start getting into Werewolf. And so they hold a very special place in my heart. On top of that, you know, I'm like Tom. I have a, if I'm a player, I prefer to be a Ragabash because it just gives me the levity to, to basically do fuck off and fuckery stuff that storytellers really love to do when we get to be players. So, and the Nuisha really, really dovetail really nice into that. And they kind of got the short end of the stick when it comes to being developed and wrote uh, over the years. They were the first breed book, and as everyone that knows has looked into it, that book is uh, a little lax on giving them anything. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good point. I think that's a great place to start is that, you know, for those of you who have never seen the Nuisha breed book, because let's face it, that was a second edition book. Revised gave us the, the collected changing breed book. 20 gave us a collective changing breed book. But in second edition, every pharaoh had their own book. And the new issue one is like five pages long. It's so small. It's, it's ridiculous. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was so small. And the second breed book, I think it was uh, Naga or somebody. No, but at the beginning. Bastet. What's that? I think it was Bastet. Was best, yeah, it was Bastet. Yeah, in the Bastet book at the very beginning, if you look... They actually have a sidebar with the credits saying that, hey, we heard you. We know we fucked up. All the other breed books would be better. Wow. Yeah. I mean, good on them for making the promise. But if that's the case, why didn't they go back and redo it? It would have been nice, but I think from a, like a, a practical standpoint, it would be a bit much to ask people to buy a second book. A, oh, yeah, a second fair. book in the same edition. Yes, that's fair. Those PDFs now, so you can still go back. That's true. When I mean, you know, look, they, they hit the there was information in the player's guide. And then, you know, again we had the the breed books or the changing breed, the all in one. But yeah, the the new issue really got the short end of the stick there. Which, you know, I think maybe helps a little bit of the mystery. Some of the mysteries we can get into later. Mm-hmm. But something I thought was interesting is um I mean we talk about the creation myths. And the new wishes is a little unique. Yeah. No, no, I mean, it is. It's, it, you know, according to them, Coyote created everything. Mm-hmm. Coyote did all of it, <laughs> including humans, which they cite as one of his biggest mistakes, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes, Danny, you were a mistake. Ouch. Oh. That's revenge for earlier. Because oh. <laughs> he was going to throw that at me, and then it went to you. That's right. Hold on. Give it to you. Yep. Yeah, it, it wasn't recorded, but we'll just say that I got Porter really good earlier. Yeah, that's revenge. Yeah. Bitch. So now everyone gets the retaliation. <laughs> You're welcome. 
Ouch. <laughs> right. But yeah, so, like, according to the myth, Coyote did everything. And, and something I dig here is, like, he, you know, he made the humans, and then he gives a bunch to, like, Wolf. And he gives a bunch to Shark. And, you know, he all down the line of shifters. It's a and, like, story. Right? <laughs> and they all give the rationale, right? You know, it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to teach the humans this. I'm going to teach the humans that. And that's how they got the different changing breeds. And then Spider shows up. You know, so of course, Weaver. And, and, and she just takes all of the humans that are left. She's like, I'll take <laughs> okay. these, these. The rest of this is mine. The whole time, Cody's like, yeah, maybe I'll take some. Eh, we'll see. Fuck it. <laughs> he doesn't care. Well, then Worm shows up. And Worm is just blind and kind of dumb, which is usually a portrayal of Worm. Mm-hmm. is just being kind of sluggish and dumb. Okay. Where's my humans? Right. Worm's like, I want some humans too. <laughs> That's the voice we're going with. All right. Oh, absolutely. And so Coyote's like, you know, you know, Weaver, Weaver took them all. You should go. At, you could go ask her. I can help you. And Worm's like, well, I don't want your help because I'm going to owe you something. So he goes over to Weaver and is like, I want some humans. Weaver goes, Yeah, they're in my web. Come and fucking get them. Oh. Okay. So See where this is going? Yeah. <laughs> so Worm climbs up in the web and is, is knocking humans off the web. But he's, he wants all of them. He's, he's being greedy. And lo and behold, I'm stuck in your web now. Weaver, help me. Say, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Are you kidding? You walked into, you fell for this. No. <laughs> and again, Carrie's like, well, you want help? No, you're laughing at me because I got stuck and I'm mad about it. I'm not going to owe you. This is a really bad Eeyore. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's where Worm is. That's how Worm got trapped. And and the humans that were knocked down, Coyote's like, hey, all right, fuck it. You guys are mine. (laughs) I I guess I will after all. It's your voice. For Worm, that makes that story fucking awesome. It's still such so a good story, Yeah, the story's still awesome. I agree, but, like, the reason I've got tears <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> oh, God, he does. <laughs> oh, Tom, up top. <laughs> <laughs> so he's using that voice, but he's got this really droopy face. That's how you make the voice. <laughs> All right. Can I, get I, my breath? I don't shit. like that I'm in the webs. <laughs> I'm gonna turn evil and ruin everything. Now I know what happened. Yeah, that's the story. Good job, Coyote. I like Coyote's story better. <laughs> no, I do like Coyote's story. It, it's super Coyote centric, but like, oh, it's, yeah, it's a fun good. story. I just, I just love how Coyote's always nonchalant, like, hey, yeah, it's fine. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> and that's the so, thing. Coyote so tends the to thing. play it off that way all the time, though. Is he's always not wanting to show how good they are. They're always just kind of hanging out like, yeah, we could. So almost but, eh. humble? Almost? They, just, they <laughs> don't want to... sly. Yeah, they're sly. Okay. They don't want to show off their strength. Agree, you, you, you got something here. Yeah, I think the Nuisha, especially in Coyote, by virtue of being of Coyote, they are confident from the position of self-assuredness. Like, that's what makes them humble, is that... They don't, they're not really humble. They're just so confident in their own abilities that not being successful is beyond their capability to really understand. That's the reason my mini skins was so successful. I mean, the dude did some major ballsy shit that if he took a step back to even think about, 
the success ratio of it would be insane. Mini skins is the fucking coolest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just lay that out right now. Yeah. We talk about, I mean, we've <clears throat> talked a lot about lore characters recently. Just by coincidence yeah. at that. A little bit, yeah. You know, between the junk drawer and the... We've talked a lot about yes. lore characters. But Miniskins has yet to come up, and I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that guy's a total fucking badass. He's the coolest. Man. Yes. Well, yes. I, know we, um, I don't know if we've mentioned it on podcast, but we were talking, just us talking about doing as the series and how Miniskins is going to be part of the series. Well, he's going to come up because he, he shows up every now and then <laughs> in some of those breed books. Right. Yeah, he just, he just loves fucking with them. That's yeah. his, his jam. So whatever happened to him in the Wild West when he was, you know, young mini skins, you know, by the time the modern era comes around, he's like, fuck it, I'm fucking with everybody. No one's off the table. Old man mini skins, man. Oh, right. I'd want to read his adventures. He's super cool. So but yeah, so back to the, the point I interrupted for. I tend to agree that Coyote actually did create a lot of these things. And here's the reason why. If we're looking at the, the cosmology, you have the wild weaver and the worm right and they're like the forces of creation so it makes sense that they created or they were there for the creation of gaia i know that's an arguable point but in savage age lore you know we have that the triad come first before gaia so it's triad then gaia and if we're looking at that we're looking at coyote i think coyote is a manifestation of the wild um it it just it fits all the different things about the wild and the different aspects that it could have, Coyote fits that. And then if you look at other splats, you have an aspect, a fragment of the wild that's actually trapped in the labyrinth, which, you know, I know the labyrinth of the abyss is a controversial topic for Porter, but that's the one place that crosses all splats. So there is actually the spark of, of wildness in the labyrinth that makes sense to be a face of Coyote. Well, that's a lot of... <laughs> That's a lot of different things you just threw down on the, on the fucking carpet here. Um, <laughs> I did. First of all, what are we, five minutes in? Fifteen. Shit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we, we should start a pool for next Vegas. time <laughs> to see how far before Savage Age gets brought up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm done for talking about it. Don't get me wrong, but... Wait, what's oh, just, how long has it been? Yeah, <laughs> Damn it. Savage A's and Wraith in less than 15 minutes. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Wow. Kind of a record then, huh? Fucking burn, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> as soon as you looked down at your, your watch like list. Like my non-existent, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yep, I know what he's doing. <laughs> but it, it does make sense for Coyote to be the an avatar of the wild. You know, it has all these different total facets of coyote that are still coyote and well, i think the so problem with that grant is that that elevates coyote arguably above gaia and and now we got logistical problems when it turns into so now coyote is is greater than than the rest of the celestines that's what i was thinking well i'm thinking that as a facet as an avatar if you look at i know the other like some other rpgs right well, but if the, tr- if, the tr- if the avatars for deities, if the trumps trumps Gaia, right? And allegedly, mm-hmm. we're saying, and, and I, I agree with that interpretation, but we're going with allegedly because yeah. it's contradicted in other places. It is. It, no one actually says definitively one way or the other. Okay. Right. So fuck it. I'm in the triad over Gaia camp, but that also means that includes Luna. That includes Helios. Mm-hmm. The whole 
fucking Ethereum Realm, the, the Outer Planets, all of that shit You're is them, under the Worm Weaver and Wild. And if Coyote is an avatar of the Wild, then that means that Coyote is above all of that shit, too. And is very well, unique in it, that position. Right. So, well, I would look at it as, a, as an avatar as a severely weakened form of it. You know, it's a manifestation. You know, uh, that's how other RPGs end up handling the whole deity avatar on the material plane type thing is that the avatar itself is so much weaker than the aspect of divinity. And that's how I would look at it is that the totem of Coyote, while he may be an aspect of the wild, it's such a diluted aspect that they're two different things. Well, I see at that, uh, at that point, and I mean, I think I would maybe meet you halfway, which is a ridiculous statement because we're fucking speculating here. Mm. <laughs> that maybe it's not so much that is that Coyote, due to his nature, became adept at manipulating wild energies or perhaps even the wild itself as, as the trickster that he is. That's possible. I could go with that. Uh, yeah. Mm, I like that makes that a little bit more sense. I mean, this way he's not... Yeah, you're above, not putting him yeah. above everybody else. He's just he that fucking be. clever and talented that he he had an in. Yeah. He ran a grift, which, you know, is definitely not like Coyote. Mm, of course not. <laughs> no, that is totally his mantra. For me, I think that would be a, like the middle ground, again, as if we need a fucking middle ground on <laughs> this, but... <laughs> I said no, so here's... Oh, Jesus Christ. No, it's, no. it's not how we roll. But I, I get and it that. also that makes sense sense for sense. them to, to lie to his children and, and make himself be bigger than he is. True. Also true, yeah. Well, the humans that fell, that's why they're mine. you got to do something with them. <laughs> this well, the the worm was like, I wanted them, but I can't yeah. have them now. That's just for you guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> now, um... <laughs> I did want to touch down something interesting I found in my research. Because, I mean, you know, you guys have been listening. And you, you guys, I mean, yes. are part of the show. <laughs> yeah. So, when we did our worm series, or our, not our worm series, but our little spiritual three-parter with yeah. the howlers, and the, we took our different editions. And so, I've been looking a lot at first edition stuff lately. You know, just in keeping with that. It, it helps. Yeah. And, it, well, it's nice to see the changes. You know, and that's kind of why I've stuck with first edition. So, looking through first edition... Which, mind you, is before the Breed book. Yeah, I was, where are you going with this kind yeah. of thing? Um, there was some interesting shit there that I don't really know where else to toss it, so here it is now, fuck it. Okay. Is that, um, according to that, like the, the Garu and the Nuisha were really close in the day. Hmm. And the War of Rage kind of started with them. <laughs> because the Silver Fangs in particular had a problem... With the, I'm going to say lackadaisical nature, but that's not really the word I want here for the Nuisha. It was like, well, you're not taking the fight of the worm seriously. You guys are way too jovial, and fuck you, you're not doing it right. Okay. It also suggests that the, that the Nuisha are the ones who taught the Garu how to step sideways. Mm. Oh, okay. I see the angle now. Which I think was, yeah, I think that was neat. But yeah, so allegedly, you know, they're, they're talking about in first edition that, yeah, like, we were cousins and we're really close and the sort of things were like, fuck you, you gotta take this seriously. And they're like, we don't take anything seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's a reason we don't take it seriously. Yeah, you'll figure it out later. <laughs> Fucking, and like that kicked off the horror age. And okay. in fact, the way it was worded, and I don't believe this was the ultimate sure. vision there because I didn't, like, like I just went back over the new wish entry. <laughs> All right, I didn't do the whole thing. 
But uh, it, it kind of uh, intimated that just that was the War of Rage originally. The way they worded it was just like, this is the World War of Rage, period. I mean, they didn't, no, they intimated. They didn't say period. Okay. It's just, it, you know, it was like, oh. So it's just just, just this? Just, just Noesha and Garu? That's weird. Yeah. Again, I didn't read the rest of the entries, so it might have just been worded oddly. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was, it was interesting, that, that different kind of take on it. Well, I remember when we did the overview of all of them, and Noesha was first, I'm almost positive. Or at least in the first set, because we, we all had one for that moment. Yeah, I think so. But I remember when we did that first set, every one of our different breeds that we all picked all had their reason why they were the start of the War of Rage. No, that's true. <laughs> I just thought it was funny as shit. Actually, I, I had a had a blurb I, I, I took from it there. Is, um, you know, the Rift between the Garland Wish is well known. Um, the Garu, led by Silver Fangs, openly accused the Nuisha of conspiring with the Worm. The logic used was that the Nuisha had never taken the battle against the Worm seriously, an argument the Nuisha wouldn't dignify with an answer. Of course not. So their silence was an admission of guilt, mm. you know, an excuse for the open war between the two called the War of Rage. Mm. It's crazy, right? A little bit. Yeah, I mean... I could see that to a certain degree, but we already have in the updated editions a little bit more canon to support other versions. What I do really like about that is I do think it is conceivable for the Nuisha to be the ones to teach the Guru how to step sideways. Yeah, um, I really like that bit. Yeah, especially if you look in like the look at like the evolution of the the animal coyote itself. You know, you go back far enough, and they're actually related to the dire wolves and things. We just have some new studies that come out that prove this genetic tie between dire wolves and some of these other proto-near wolves with coyote nowadays. So if you go all the way back to whatever the hell the guru were back in the day, it's conceivable that they were something really close together. And hey, hey buddy, my cousin, let me show you how to do this. Well, and you know, I think you and I were talking um, a couple of days ago, and I don't know if you know this, guys, but uh, Grant was telling me that back, back in that time to the evolutionary scales that coyotes used to have wings. <laughs> you can ride them too. You can ride them. Yeah, it's because they gave him Red Bull. It's because right? they gave him Red Bull. <laughs> like he's looking at us so fucking serious. I like, know. Oh, okay, well, like what am I about to hear? Yeah, blow my mind. Got you both. Give us wings. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I almost said could shoot lasers. <laughs> Another option was thumbs. I opposable well, thumbs. Yeah, I would have okay. probably half believed thumbs. I you probably, would have believed thumbs over wings. Half. I said half. With how serious your face was. <laughs> I should have went with lasers and tried to sell it. Yeah, I wouldn't believe you on lasers. I said half <laughs> believed on the thumbs. I could see it with dew claws and shit. Come on, no. <laughs> now all I'm seeing is a new issue doing that. <laughs> yep, you're welcome. Oh, man. Thank you, Henry Wrinkler. See, see it. it's on theme because we're joking. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, but... They joke to teach. That's uh, that's a really good point. And that was something I, I, I wanted for sure for us to fucking talk about. They say that the very best pranks are the ones that make your opponent think. The best jokes are those that teach the listeners to hear the truth. You use this to teach uh, others what you already know. And this is a mantra of the Noesha. Yes. So what joke did they use to teach them to step sideways? See, that's hey, the... look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, you fucker. <laughs> that, that, when you slide to the left, Chronicle. 
That would be an awesome chronicle. Though. That, Think that, about it. That would be cool, yeah. One of those ancient mysteries. Kind of like MC. Yep. <laughs> um, we all know, and if you don't know, you do. Take that. That all new Isha are technically Ragabash. The reason for this is because of a prank played on Luna by Coyote. The nature of this has never been revealed. Which is kind of cool because it gives you know, storytellers ideas. Well, it gives you that story seed that you can do over Chronicles. Exactly. You, you can come up with your own idea of what maybe that prank was, but I like the mystery of no one ever really knowing. And see, I, I do kind of love those mysteries, but I also love to speculate about that well, stuff. Well, of course. And I mean, it's such a grand scale, though. Tom, Grant, any thoughts on that? I know you two have talked about this before. With each other, for that matter. That's right. <laughs> this is a real thing. This isn't some wings bullshit. I know. That's why <laughs> you guys have had, like, we saved this conversation on purpose. <laughs> this, this is true. We did save this conversation. Grant had posed that question to me a while back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was, yeah, about when we started that. Uh, overview series that was uh yeah, yeah, about, about was, a year ago yeah that was brought up in our discord which you can get to <laughs> through our website rage across the internet dot com dot com dot com dot com oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when i speculated i didn't actually think that the Nuisha played a trick directly at luna since they claimed to be the first to traverse the gauntlet, they were using Luna's spirit brood and loons to do their bidding and tricking them to do all sorts of nasty and bad things as they were figuring out the Umbra. Hmm. Since okay. they were the first to traverse, you, you got to think, they're okay, they're going to go their humory way and play tricks on whatever yeah. spirits they come into contact with. And if it's going to the moon or talking to Luna, or it's, you're going to see the loons first, right. so her spirit brood. And then, uh, obviously, once Aunt Luna found out that her brood was being used in a way not meant for them. She brought down her wrath on the breed and removed her gifts. Ooh. Ooh. Because I'm going to be honest, this is the first I've heard of this, because I just didn't read the thing. Well, we, we knew so, it happened. But... No, 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 no. I mean, like, what Tom had to say. Oh. I, I wasn't paying attention to that conversation no. when it happened. There's the truth. So this We is knew the conversation <laughs> happened, but we didn't read it. Right. Well, thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> no, but, but here's a thought. Because we know that loons guard the moon paths. Mm-hmm. What if they didn't originally? So what, what they're if, the reason what they, they're Yeah, what if now? the Nuisha, like the loons used to run free and do whatever the fuck they wanted to, or had Luna had a different purpose in mind for them, but the Nuisha tricked the loons into some sort of promise or some sort of pact where they would defend the moon paths instead. I like that. So now, obviously, that you know, coyotes have their their golden rule is to respect Luna because of this. Yes, she kind of fuck with you once, which, yeah. is, which is what turned them into their mantra: playing tricks to teach instead of just playing tricks. That was that was my whole which, way of running that, which could feed into the loon thing. Very because easily. again, <laughs> that's not a that's not a teaching thing. That's a, I tricked you. It's it's a Tom Sawyer shit. That that's a, I tricked you in a pet in the fence. Mm. Or was that Huck Finn? I ain't ready to do this. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, Huck Finn was the prick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a fucking troublemaker. I'm sorry, he was a good kid. Hey, I haven't read that those... fence. <laughs> <laughs> I read those books since junior high, man. I don't remember. The fence got painted. That's all that matters. All right. What were your thoughts on that, Grant? We've been back and forth about the, this particular issue uh, in Savage Age because of all the overlaps that it has with 
the Nagaloo and North America and things. So yeah, I, I'm definitely a big proponent that uh, Coyote did play a trick on Luna and that it had long-lasting ramifications, not the least of which is they're all Ragabash. They all have to be Ragabash, um, and they all, all have to guard the, the moon paths. But also, I think that maybe Luna infected Coyote with just a little smidgen of her own insanity, and that's the reason why Coyote has so many different facets and so many different aspects. And then obviously tying in with uh, the direwolves and, and the direwolf breeds that we speak about in Savage Age, that's all going to be interconnected as well. You know, we're just kind of hammering out the, the rough edges and figuring out the direction we want to go with that. I think that that relationship between Coyote and Luna has had such an impact on the Nuisha that they would be totally different if it hadn't happened. They'd be more like the Guru, I think. Just spitballing, you know, off of that, I kind of like the idea. And, you know, maybe food for thought on, on your end, your Grant and Kaysen and Chris and the rest of the gang over there at... Uh, weaponized ink is you know the the noisha what if originally they took on more of an uh like like an assassin role you know leading into that kind of stealth aspect of the ragabash mm-hmm. and lo and behold we get to whatever this what we will now call the great prank just cool for because <laughs> it sounds good and that the great prank led to a shift in their purpose and in what they do because of what it was I mean, I also like the idea that they are guardians of... They're essentially they're guardians of the Yambu. That this is where they have decided. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of gave the Garu the route. <laughs> like, I got a quote here, you know. So we gave, we gave over to the Garu. We told them that Gaia was theirs to watch over. In the meantime, we watch over the stars, which is how they refer to the Umbra. Mm-hmm. Someday, we'll, children might ask for our help, and then we will return to aid them as best we can. Then Worm's children will know what trickery means, and will suffer humiliations if few have in the past. Like Coyote, we are patient. Should the Garu ask, we will aid them. Like Worm, they are offended by our laughter. For that reason, they may never ask. That's a good quote. Right? I had to pull it. But see, but you look at that, right? And they've taken to the Umbra, and you know how I love to try to link up... Everything? (laughs) ...with Savage Age in, in, Mm -hmm. in in the Apocalypse canon. I love that idea of... That both are true in the fact that the world of, or the war of rage as we know it in Apocalypse is a lie. And the truth is Savage Age. Okay. But then why, why is the lie there? What happened in the Savage Age canon? And I mean, this is all, this is my fucking head canon at this mm-hmm. point. But, you know, I want to link them. I want to, I want to make it all a thing. So, like, what was this thing? What happened? What event was so fucking terrible? that it had to be hidden away with a false history so that no one could ever know the truth and where the implications of learning that truth could be. And the more I think about it, the more I have to look at the Nuisha as if it isn't their fault, and it might be their fault. If it's not their fault, it's theirs to guard that secret. Okay. And it can be both, but it's just something I'm throwing out there. Grant, jump in on this. I don't think you've ever heard this before, so ha. (laughs) <laughs> I think this is new to you, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, to process it all right now. Yeah, I, I thought so. <laughs> we should have dirt on Crazy Aunt Luna. But like, what? The, what dirt, exactly. Uh, Something serious. And is it just that? But again, you can't... And I'm, I'm, I'm going here to like rent process for a minute. You can't have both. You, you can't have Savage Age be canon mm-hmm. and Apocalypse be canon. Something has to be a lie. 
the War of Rage is told in Apocalypse versus the War mm-hmm. of Rage is told in Savage Age. They don't they don't mesh. Right. So if you go, well, Savage Age is super interesting and it's super fucking cool, and I like this better as the War of Rage and that whole era and all this mm-hmm. different interesting shit, then well the stories that we know of the War of Rage and Apocalypse are still the stories. There's fucking how much in terms of what is currently canon. You know, the histories of the different changing breeds are, are based upon predominantly this War of Rage. How many of the current factions in the feuds stem back from that era? And if this is all a lie, why is it a lie? Why is the truth a secret? It's so big of a secret, it's stemmed other... Exactly. Uh, like I see where you're going. It's got to be something so big that it's better to have all the races hate each other than for them to learn the truth. Yeah, I don't want to go too deep into that because that just sparked a lot of ideas that I have. So I'm just going to catalog that one. uh, Well, you're welcome. I'm excited to see my name in the special thanks. (laughs) Holy shit. There's there's a lot of uh, salient points to that, and that can go in lots of different directions. I will say when it comes to the conflicts between Savage Age lore and canon lore, uh, we do our best to deconflict. And the only time that we really supersede and say that we're right versus canon lore is when we have like actual archaeological or genetic proof of it. That's the only time we're really like, no, that's wrong. We're right. So we're trying to make that as seamless and smooth as possible. But yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a fantastic idea. And I think that, uh, Coyote would be the forefront of that, yeah. or some aspect of Coyote. Right, and again, whether the cause or the one protecting the secret, or both. And that, that could also tie into the whole thing with Coyote and not having more than 100 Noesha on the material plane at one time. You, know, you have Coyote laughs at Luna, which is one of the, the signature characters of the Noesha, and she made an agreement with Luna and Coyote that that would be the case but maybe that particular knowledge ties into that decision. I, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I was going to bring up that thing, too, is that it was... Coyote laughs at Luna made that command. Mm-hmm. She had Coyote's ear. Like, they, you know, she was chosen by... But she's the one who said it. As far as no more than 100. Yeah. So I, I, that was something that I was, I was going to touch down on, is that I, I found intriguing that they've all chosen to follow that rule. But there's no implication on why that rule even exists. Right, right. Like, so what happens if 101... That means number one gets pulled back in. Does it? Forcibly, I don't know. But exactly. Does Gozer show up if 101 <laughs> steps through? <laughs> or 101 just can't step through. There's no more Coyote, only Zool? What, I mean, what happens here? I was going to say Steve. Well, that's a terrible Ghostbusters quote. That's, there's no Steve in that movie. What the fuck's wrong there's with no you? Ghostbusters in the new issue either. You don't know that. I mean, I guess you're right, but... Old Man Miniskins can be anything. You're... Old Man Miniskins, the Ghostbuster. Got it. He could turn, in... turn into 1980s Bill Murray and walk around. He See, has all that this crossover. That's awesome. All this crossover has me thinking of a Noisha story where the new Ghostbusters movie with Melissa McCarthy was really just Noisha making fun of the first one. Yeah, but why wasn't it funny then? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was the joke. It's a shaggy dog story. There we go. I love a good shaggy dog story. You know what? Okay. <laughs> I never understood that, though, the hundred. 
at a time. It, it seems odd. And, like, I would have understood it if it came from, like, a self-preservation thing. I get why you're saying that, though, because it, it gives some implications on why. Maybe that's one of the reasons they're whatever secret's guarding. Or it's making sure more of them are in the Umbra, protecting. Which could make sense. Uh, particularly when um, you think about how their numbers are, are so small. If there's, you know, let's call it 300 Nuisha, mm-hmm. and you're focused on guarding the Umbra... You put that limit on it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, keep two-thirds of your forces where they're supposed to be and not fucking around with uh, roadrunners. Maybe. <laughs> just had to throw that in there. <laughs> I don't know why you thought I wouldn't. That's fair. <laughs> it was almost the intro. <laughs> I would have dropped an anvil on it. You had to do an outro then, huh? Well, Maybe. <laughs> anytime yet. Now, uh... It, it's been talked about, it's been kind of brought up, and I think now is the time to address it, is the different aspects of Coyote. Something that they've been clear about in the, the Breed book was that all of the various tricksters and trickster spirits, and it's all Coyote. Just taking a different skin and it's different aspects of them, but it's all him. Everything, okay. It's not like Chris. I know everyone is Chris. Everyone is Chris. But every- <laughs> so everyone is Coyote is what you're saying? Maybe. Is, is Chris Coyote? Well, they both start with a C. Son of a bitch. And I've never seen them both in the same place at the same time. Good point. <laughs> Jeez, that's a really good point. You had that line loaded, didn't you? No, I didn't. <laughs> no? Well, no. I'm even more impressed it was off the cuff then. <laughs> Nicely done. But So I thought it would be a good time to talk about the different aspects of Coyote. Oh, I was going to say different aspects of Chris, but I guess at this point it's the same thing. Well, it's... <laughs> Right? <laughs> How many aspects is Chris? Far more than I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like nine. Okay. Holy shit! Yeah, I was hoping nine. it was three. Well, technically <laughs> ten. There's a point here mm-hmm. where I think we're gonna fuck up some pronunciations. Oh, okay. Oh, that's just oh, what we do on this show. So. Sometimes. I mean, we try not to fuck around with it, but at least for that setup. So we got uh, Timalis, which is one of Coyote's oldest forms who is a liar, thief, and manipulator. Cool. The form is a, a spider. The, the trickster will gladly kill a thousand people so long as their dreams become reality. Followers of Team Alice must be like her. They feel a constant need to build more and more complex webs. Um, these are not spun of silk, but of lies and treachery. Yep. Mm. Saw that coming. <laughs> Very Weaver-esque. Yeah. Well, you need to keep in mind that, I mean, these are, of course, all different aspects that the Inuisha follow. Okay. Instead of the plethora of totems, like, you know, like the Garu have, Mm -hmm. they follow a different aspect of coyote. And that also leads into the naming conventions. Because you have, for example, Laughs at Luna. Well, that's the name given to the world. But they have, all all Nuisha have a prefix that is the aspect they follow. So the real name is Coyote Laughs at Luna. And this informs other Nuisha how to handle them. Because each aspect is oh. so different. Mm. So if you meet Timalis laughs dangerously, you know instantly they, who they follow. Therefore, they're a liar and liar, manipulator. And manipulator. Yes. How to handle them. Levels the playing field between Nuisha. But only through Nuisha, I'm well, sure. Well, what the fuck does that mean to everybody else? And it's the Nuisha's business and not theirs, so shut up. <laughs> I, I get it, and yeah. I agree. Yeah, not you. but, but No, I'm yeah. close enough, though. 
he understood. You know, just uh -huh. everyone and everything. So, what places. I really like about those different aspects of the totem is that a lot of them are culturally aligned with various cultures throughout the world. Yes, and they also can be used by the Noisha to kind of infiltrate different changing breed and different seps and, and things like that to fit in a little bit better because each face of the totem itself of code itself wants the new we should act a particular way you know like you said spider team malice they only to be a little bit more cruel a little bit more malicious so those tricks are going to be uh they're going to have a little bit more bite on them versus uh ta which is much more of a studious you know introspective type of uh, aspect of coyote those types of tricks that the Noisha following Ta would have would be much more thought-provoking and probably harmless overall, but make people feel stupid and think about what they've done, things like that, which would be more great for like an up ten accept, but horrible for a silver thing. Well, I think it's interesting you bring up Tha because in a in, in go through the entry is, you know, Tha was allegedly the creator of the universe, the gateway between worlds, the, the one responsible for granting life to Earth Mother. His followers are the Umbral Dancers, the Guardian of the Stars. But I also direct us to the Wheel of Tha Cairn in Casablanca. The Silent Strider Cairn, which is the largest one they have and arguably one of the largest cairns in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, we all know the Wheel of Tha. That's the place you have to have a fucking reservation in to get a moon bridge going. Mm -hmm. That thing goes everywhere because Tha can send a moon bridge anywhere. And I find it really interesting that that is one of the aspects of Coyote. They've kind of doubled down with this because they've doubled down with the Simon Striders, right? Is Ta itself is an actual Egyptian deity from their mythology. So there's all that overlay already in Egyptian lore, in history, and in mythology, in real life, that has actually been drawn into Werewolf and the World of Darkness to be utilized in those ways. So it's, it's such a multi-layered aspect of Coyote. You can really, you can really run with that one. Uh, and on Agma, you can take and go so deep into that, just using real-world information, that you can make those Noishas so dynamic. They're just fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I don't I like fucking... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That much we can say to that, because that's pretty solid. All right. I just like how, and again, we're, we're mentioning the different aspects and, and how you're treating them differently and how they're treated differently, like kind of how different their tricks are, too. Like, this one's kind of more of tricks of humility. Well, yeah, I mean, it definitely, it's, it's almost like tribal at that point. Yeah. It's not the same thing. It, it's almost as if each aspect of Coyote can point to, like, a different tribe. For example, we talk about Team Alice, lies and treachery, killing a thousand people so long as their dreams become reality. Now, I'm not going to say that's a parallel to the Shadow Lords, because that would be a misunderstanding of the Shadow Lords. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, it can the draw ideas the can draw Yeah, you can draw those parallels. You know, you look at Loki. Again, there's only one trickster. He's Coyote. They're, you know, they're all Coyote. The, in fact, in the write-up for Loki, it mentions, is a violent incarnation of the trickster, just as the get of Fenris follow the call to war, so do the followers of Loki. Hmm. Most of them don't like to fight. I, in, in, and this is a quote here, the words of my teacher, better let the others fight. I'll watch them and laugh when they and their enemies are carried away from the fields of battle. Then, I'll tell the others of the great deeds I did on that very field, and the number of foes I defeated. So it's, it's the cleanup crew at that point. <laughs> and in a side note, Tom, I know um, Crimson Ghost has had some encounters 
mm-hmm. a, an encounter, I guess, with Nuisha. So your buddy Punchline was actually Loki Punchline. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. That is really cool. <laughs> Just to think about that. Going to have to go back and adjust those notes. <laughs> also, I love that name for Nuisha. Punchline? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's cool perfect for a follower of Loki at that point. Oh, it is. I just think of it like a video game, like a battle royale, where the one guy sitting in the back and like the three others are killing each other. Yeah. And then out of the three, one survives with barely any health. The other guy comes running and just punches him in the head and wins. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I de- I defeated all of them. Well, especially when you kind of manipulated the situation into getting them all in the first place. Right. It's just good business. <laughs> and I get credit for all that shit. Yep. Grant, uh, you want to help me out with some of these? Yeah, sure. So here's the first thing when it comes to the the, the totems. There are actually the, the aspects of Coyote, obviously. But what I'm saying is there are aspects that are not immediately available to all Nuisha. Uh, Agma, for example, you can't take Agma as a totem at initial character creation if you're, if you're just rolling a, a Nuisha. They need to have a couple ranks beneath them or at least some you know a couple stories to really make it so that they can be the ones to carry forward uh, Coyote's memories and, and the stories of the breed. They're actually the lore keepers of the Nuisha, and they're fantastic. The, the best thing about these guys is that not only are they Nuisha and they can still do all the crazy stuff that they do, but they get an additional five points of willpower per story, like to just do whatever. These guys are the, the real heavy hitters of Nuisha. Between them and uh, the followers of Batad, they're kind of like the enforcers. Agma does the stuff on the material plane, and Patah does his stuff in the Umbra. That's a hell of a boon. Five points of willpower. <laughs> yeah, that's a rich story. Wow. Oh, that's, that's not the only boon. They have five points of willpower um, in any formal contest when they're you know, teaching an individual humility. Um, they also get five temporary points to go to their mental disciplines, mental attributes, sorry, and four temporary dots amongst their physical discipline, uh, attributes. Wow. So, like, so yeah, they, they get nine additional points to those attributes when they're teaching a lesson. And they can change for each lesson. For each contest, they can switch it up. That's kind of... a little cheaty. A little, yeah, <laughs> but like... It's, I guess see, here's the ban. As long as they're teaching a lesson, it makes sense. Right. Right. But here's the ban. Followers of Agma cannot strike another in anger. No. They can't get pissed off. They can't actually hit anybody in anger. I get it. Hard to do. Like I said, it's a lot of decks. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. A lot of willpower to stand hitting somebody who's being stupid. Why you get That's all why they that? give him five, right? <laughs> and of course, you you have Raven, cunning and sneaky, watches others squabble and always listens. Says Raven has long been Coyote's friend and many times has saved Coyote from his own mistakes. Coyote owes so much to Raven that he sometimes becomes Raven from time to time, hmm. which feels as a trick. <laughs> I don't know if it's so much a great favor. I mean, the excuse is, ah, let's you relax for a little while. But really, oh, really, mm. I, I feel like... I mean, maybe that's the reason why the Korak get a hall uh, pass, you know. Maybe someone fucked with Raven when it was really Coyote and uh, kind of got bit on the ass for it. They're like, oh, leave those fucking Ravens alone. You don't know what you get. Um, I kind of like that. Maybe it could be the other way around, too. <laughs> the Coyote's like, you know, I'm going to get into some real shit, but I'm going to do it as Raven so I can get away with it. Mm. Oh, it could go either way. I like both those. But, you know, the followers of Raven, uh, you know, they spend much of their... Uh, Raven spends most of his time in disguise, lurking among the changing breeds, learning their ways. They're the leaders of the Nuisha. If 
you would consider that we should have leaders. If. They're as in charge mm-hmm. as it gets. There, there's Outside of Coyote proper, I suppose. I was going to say, there's in charge, and then there's others that some look up to for their next move. Look, it's all relative here. I get it. I know what you're saying, but I'm, I'm putting it into perspective. But I mean, that's, and then that does have, it does leave the implication with the Corex, of course. Of course. So you chicken or the egg on, uh, or I guess raven or the egg. Raven or the I'm where that whole so, ass came from and who started it. But go, go ahead, Grant. And, and you need to think about the fact that most Noesha that are interacting with a guru pack, they're going to be followers of Raven. Because they're the ones that are actually meant to be teaching Gaia as warriors, as followers of Raven. That's part of, you know, their, their aspect. So if you have a game where you have random Noesha coming in and out, unless, you know, you're running a, a silent starter game, like you said, that's at the Wheel of Taw and things, most of those Noesha, which already should be extremely rare, period, um, unless you're running a Noesha game itself, they're going to be followers of Raven. And then that makes perfect sense. Um, and it, it, it's funny, is it, it makes me think of Old Man Miniskins again, who we know, because of his gifts from Coyote, can literally change his skins and they take different... We know that he eventually infiltrates many of the other changing breeds for, for <laughs> intel-gathering purposes and curiosity in general. General fuckery? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, you would say, you know, it would be easy... He asked the question. Old Man Miniskins, once known as Laughing Miniskins, well, we don't... What, what's his... Yeah, who does he follow? Right, and it would make sense for it to be Raven, but also because he is Coyote's favorite child, wouldn't it be Coyote proper? So I'm awful curious as to what the truth of that is. I guess I could just fucking look it up, but I didn't because I don't care what his stats are. <laughs> Plus, it's more fun when you make it your own canon. I suppose that's true. Yeah, I like it better this way. I don't. I don't really know about making up my own canon, so... So here's the way that I would look at that, because you don't normally have Noesha following Coyote, following Coyote itself, because, you know, they're going to follow the more, more tuned aspects to really get to where they're going and to do what they're doing. But I would use someone like Miniskins as like an avatar of Coyote, the way uh, Zajak is of Green Dragon. Like the Green Dragon has lots of people that follow her, but Zajak is, is her favorite, Right. And I would say Miniskins also falls into a, a, a similar relationship with Coyote. Like Coyote has all these different aspects and all these different followers of the totem and the aspects of the totem. But Miniskins is his favorite. So he gives him his special attention. Well, and that's a good point because, again, we, we know, to, to back you up here, we know that Coyote does pick favorites. I mean, for fuck's <laughs> sake, there is a gift that allows Inuisha to just bring someone back from the dead that is only taught to one person at a time that Coyote decides. Guess who has that? You know, you look at, and again, we talk back to, to Laughs at Luna, who came up with the hundred in the realm, who was Coyote's favorite at the time. Her name was Coyote Laughs at Luna. Hmm. So it's entirely possible that his favorite child is the one who takes the Coyote mon- moniker. But also, again, the behavior... <laughs> Of sneaking around and, and spying on the breeds, taking those skins that that's very that's so Raven. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, <laughs> Which is a show well past my time, so well, it's a course. coincidence. And this here. is not only not even that, but it's like the third or fourth time you've said it. 
Have I? Yeah, you've said it several times. Well, see, I didn't even know. <laughs> it's funny that way. Okay. See, I'm, so. I'm just thinking out loud and it didn't work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do like what you're saying, though. Like. Um, you have an idea coyote. what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, don't think yeah, that. Yeah, coyote can change his mind and go from person to person, especially if someone you know does something stupid they don't like. Does that mean the other one lost its gifts? Well, I, I mean, we don't know, but I, I would wager that uh, Coyote didn't pick a new favorite until his current favorite was gone. Ah, okay. I mean, I would imagine, unless you fuck unless up something, something awful. Yeah. yeah. And Sing Back the Dead isn't a gift, it's a right. So... The right itself, that, that information could be taken. You know, gifts gifts aren't taken, but you, you sure know, that's rights uh... could be. Yeah, as of as of W twenty, it's a right. Okay, I'm, I am like ninety percent sure it's a gift as of second edition. Yeah, they, it, well, that was second edition. Yeah, but well, yeah, they yeah. they changed it to a right in uh, twenty, which I think is worse. I don't like that. I mean, so. no, but what he's saying is no. You I know can it, take the right away. You can't take the gift away. Well, I know. Yeah, I know what he's saying, but that's the thing is you can steal the knowledge of a right. Mm-hmm. If the only way to learn the gift is from Coyote. Okay, so I see what you're saying too then. So the, the write-up for that is, is saying that because Coyote is the, one that, the only one that can teach it, he's also the only one that can authorize its use. So I assume whenever you do the right, Coyote kind of looks at it and rubber stamps it. And uh, if you don't get the rubber stamp or you steal it right or whatever, then you're going to uh, face consequences for defying his judgment on that perspective. He says... Only one person to know this right and to do this right, and you steal it, and then you do it anyway. Well, then you got what's coming to you from a vicious trickster god. And I, I definitely see that, and I, I can appreciate the the implication of that on like a storytelling level, the idea mm-hmm. of taking that knowledge and the consequences of doing so. Um, and I can see why maybe they would want to make it a right in terms of um, making it more elaborate. You know, like as a set piece, if you're going to have it done in a story, mm-hmm. there's more you have to do, generally speaking, with it, where you can just use a gift. You've got to prep a right. There are okay. hoops to jump through to do a right. I get it. I, I see why that change was probably made. I don't agree with it, but that's fine. <laughs> like, look, one dude knows this thing ever anyway. So, well, I mean, you look at the parallels between that and the girl gifts and rights to bring back the dead. Like, well, definitely. Coyote didn't have a monopoly on that. No, but I, I could see, you know, it's Coyote jumping the line. You know, with the girl, yeah, they have to fight the Death Bear and do all this shit. And Coyote's like, yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> just, look, just between me and you, this is how you, this is how you cut the line here. <laughs> Come on back, homie. <laughs> and again, that's why only one of them knows. Right. Hush, hush, gotta keep it quiet. <laughs> just a thought. And then that one goes, something happens, he's gone. Damn it, I gotta show someone else now. When I think they deserve it. Because let's be clear, Coyote just does whatever the fuck he wants to. We, yeah, we've established that much. You know, looking back to the aspects, because, you know, we got a few more to cover here. We've got um, Pan, who was, uh, you know, the god of nature and all that implies. And then uh, they kind of linked that with Cocapelli, which. I don't know what Cocapelli is. This, this, that word just cracks me up, because I know that's how it sounds and how it's spelled. But and I have no idea how it's properly pronounced, but I can guarantee it's not pronounced the way it reads to us, and it just cracks me up reading it every single time. <laughs> well, then we're just going to keep saying it. Yeah, I've never heard it another way. It, well, it does actually kind of go along with it anyway, because that is the one totem that is all about like 
celebration and joy and having a good time of the Noetia. So yeah, it definitely has a lot of congruencies with Pan, who, you know, is the Greek god, demigod, depending on which way you want to look at it. Got so. belly. <laughs> <laughs> he just did that. <laughs> what the fuck just I, happened? I don't know. <laughs> it seemed like the right move to do. Yeah. It clearly was not. In hindsight? No, no, definitely not. That's staying in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know to back you up, Grant. Yeah, you know, uh, Pan demands that uh, the new issue, they always save their lust, but never by force. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the other as- another aspect with, um, and this is this is one of these ones I might just destroy here. Kishi Jonten. You know better than us, man. I don't know that I do. <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs> we believe you. Yeah, I was right. we believe you. Which, which is a, actually a nurturing aspect of Coyote. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. It's giving guidance and care to the Nuisha, showing people that uh, the kindness that heals, showing them to take care of each other. Hmm. Which is not something. Let's let's face it, not something that in the world of darkness you hear of very often. <laughs> that was really no, no, like like fuck, just werewolf, just full stop. <laughs> well, we go back to comparing, just drawing parallels, but like the uh, tribals to the different totems of coyote, right? The different aspects. So you think this is like the red talons? <laughs> furies, black furies. Thank you, Tom. I get it. Teaching a listen, making a trick. I got it. Just doing it all day. Yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you. That's just how I treat my friends. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Yep, it's a good thing you like us. He's a true ragabash. Am I? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a true shadow lord. Well, those are still two different things, but. And then, I mean, we got two more to go. Okay. Here, we have. Um, so I guess I'll take I'll take this one, and I, I think I'll hand the last one off to you, Grant. Is um. Chung Chung Kuo, who is That's a, a mouthful, who is a, is a gambler. He's a master of odds, rather than a, a typical like a typical gambler. He he, he plays things where he uh, he makes sure that others lose rather than he wins. Okay, so I was, I was hoping he was going to be fast and lose. So those like his followers, they they thrive on pranks in, in a very different way, openly opposing enemies, making certain like they have the worst kind of luck. Important documents just disappear, or you know, it's a subtle but powerful art to again not win, but just fuck the other guy. And that makes me think of you specifically. That's mean. And I don't mean it to be mean, but like, if you ever said an argument, I mean, we look to episode one hundred. You were not there to win. You were there to make your opponent look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see it. The game Super Fight. Remember that? The card game? Oh, I, I remember. It's the one that no one will play with me. Yeah. Because you win. The, the purpose well, of the game... obviously. The purpose of the game is to argue whose idea, we'll call, is better. And Porter will not argue his idea. He'll just make your idea look fucking stupid. It's a good way to win an <laughs> argument. Yeah. <though>. That's true. <laughs> that's why no one plays with me. Exactly. Also, Super Fight can get dark. Yes, it can. It's a fun card game, though. Everyone out there, if you want to... Yeah. You should look in the super fight. It is fun, but it can get dark because it is about arguing. Yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. It's true. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Yeah, it, that's all about, yeah, I don't care if I win. I just want to make sure you look like an idiot. And so you're going to lose, which ultimately the same thing. It's just more fun my way. Yeah. So what happens in any argument or any fight. 
there's a winner and there's a loser. And so, Grant, who's last that I specifically <laughs> plan because it's like the worst one in terms of pronunciation. <laughs> so it's actually not that bad. Uh, so it's it's Zanche it's, Pile, uh, and so it's a Nahuatl word. It's from the Aztec language. So oh yeah, in that it's, case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now we know. Sorry, yeah, so <laughs> the X in that regard, it sounds like a sh sound. So just Sanche uh, Pile. That's it. So yeah, uh, it's it's the aspect of, of chance and especially of risk. So it's like the daredevils of the Noetia. They're the ultimate. They can soak it, Noetia. Um, they get five <laughs> extra dots of soak. So whenever they do like crazy stuff, like you know outrageous or exceedingly dangerous stunts and whatever, they just have an extra straight off top five dots of soak. So they can do all kinds of crazy stuff. It's because they're um, wearing the We Can Soak It hoodie. You can find it at our yeah. store. Our store. <laughs> Well, that's the same place as the forums, which has a link to our Discord. Correct. How about that? And I bet you can find that at RageAcrossInternet.com. Dot com. Dot com. You don't get more than once a time. (laughs) (laughs) I love how that was stuck in there. That's great. You were saying, Grant. (laughs) So, uh, also, they also get three dots of survival. The really cool thing about these guys is that as a storyteller, you can take them and do crazy stuff because they cannot refuse a challenge. Like, that's part of their band. Like, if they're dared to do something, they have to do it. So they're the ultimate coyote version of Evil Knievel. They can have them do any type of craziness. <laughs> they should jump sharks. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and many skins did, probably. Just saying. Oh, probably. He did. Oh, probably he did infiltrate that the Well, man, many skins was Evil Knievel talking about <laughs> probably <laughs> have you ever seen them both at the same place at the same time <laughs> nope <laughs> uh, but anyway, from the totem aspect why Danny collects himself it's gonna be a minute for him yeah <sighs> I, I think it's a couple neat things is um in in all of new issue history there has never been a metis quote that we're aware of that we're aware of okay so they don't interbreed or we just it just doesn't happen. Well, you know, you don't get a you don't get a Nuisha together a whole lot very often. Mm-hmm. There aren't a whole lot of Nuisha go around. But what I know is that there has never been a Metis that we have been made aware of. Okay. Yeah. And I like how they phrase it that way because it allots for a possibility. Oh, yeah, sure. But they're not putting a head on it. Yeah. You know, either they can't do it or they just don't, or you know, there's no reason. There hasn't been one, so maybe there just aren't. Hmm. I mean, you have to take into account, one, they're, they're super trickster assholes. I don't know if you know that many people are like that, but <laughs> you have two of them, they probably can't stand each other. Oh, you get a whole freaking moot with them? Oh, boy. <laughs> that would be a shit show. Now, that's a collection of assholes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, like you said, there's only 100 of them on the face of the planet at any one time. It's not a lot of people to be spread across the entire of the, the planet, so... Right. You know, I, th- I think the probability of them even seeing one another is pretty low, let alone getting excited to bump uglies together with another asshole that keeps playing tricks on you. That's a solid point. He's trying to get yeah. funky. They keep pulling quarters out of your ear. It's like, I'm just going home. <laughs> just We've all been there. We've game. all been there. <laughs> sure that was my ear. Don't date magicians. That's all I'm saying. What? So here's the thing, too, that, that <laughs> I like that they've kind of started to go away from. And that uh, I'm really going to be flexing on whenever I start writing more Noisha stuff is that the first edition and, and second edition, they had a really 
coyotes are an American animal. So there's a lot of congruencies between coyote and the Native American tribes. Yeah, they um, lean on that over super the, hard. What's that? Yeah, they were leaning on that super hard. Yeah, yeah, they leaned on it super hard. And they've slowly started to get away from that. And what I would like to do and what you know W20 sort of does, they don't really go too deep into it, is to really flex on the different cultures that have a trickster aspect to it. And that would be the social stratus that those Nuishi would actually come from. You know, every culture has those followers of Loki or followers of, of Pan and these other trickster gods. So it makes no sense for Nuisha in the modern era to only be North American if they're homed. No, I, I completely agree. And I think that it's one of the benefits of having, you know, Loki and Raven and Crocopelli and Pan and all that all, all be coyote. So, so you have those, those different cultural touchstones you can hit on. I see why we would think that way. All right. Well, I mean, they, they did lean really heavy into it. No, they, they really so. did. And, and I mean, you can, I, I get why, but that, that's a little tiresome to me, honestly. You get sued too much. But you could easily just go, eh, Coyote likes Arizona. Fuck it. Well, <laughs> he just likes, he likes it there. Because Roadrunners Because that's where all the Roadrunners are. But, you know, like, it can, you can just do it that way. You can just make that the reason and then have that, you know, the rest of the world broadened up that way. You know, why are, why are well, there it, so many of the native? Well, because he just likes that region. He likes the sun. He thinks the people of Sedona are fucking weird and he gets a kick out of it. <laughs> as much of a trickster and, and, you know, driver of change that Coyote is, I would assume that, especially in the modern era, almost none of his homemade-born Noesha are going to be from North America. He's already going to have that part of the world unlocked with his, you know, the Coyote-born. I mean, if you're Coyote-born, you have to be from North America because Coyotes don't exist anywhere else. So, I mean, maybe in a zoo somewhere, that'd be a healthy story. You know, Noesha born in a zoo. You know what I kind of like about that is that maybe like you know, like he stays in the zoo. I mean, obviously he stays in the zoo because mm-hmm. otherwise you're in the paper tomorrow. But <laughs> but like he stays in there because hey, fuck it, I get three squares a day. They pamper me. They you know they send the fucking zoo person here to massage me and brush me daily. Absolutely pamper, you know. And then I can just leave whenever I want. I just got to be back in by fucking sunrise before the first shift shows up. <laughs> be like night of the museum coyote form. A little bit, you know. It's oh, like, yeah. hey, I, I just get pampered and spoiled all day. I, I don't have to pay rent. Cool. I'll just take a nap and hang out, and then when I want, I'll just leave and do stuff. Just gotta be back before they notice, right? Like it doesn't I like that idea. Yeah, it doesn't it. seem too out of character. It's kind of like Spotlight from the Red Talons. Kind of, just with less fury. Yeah, I was gonna say less anger. Less Not wanting to kill shit. everything, right? <laughs> Barely holding it together. <laughs> So <laughs> to circle back around, I don't know how many Noesha players you've had at your table. That's not a common thing for me. And I, I expect that it's not common for anybody's table unless you specifically say everyone's you know playing a Noesha or someone's playing a Noesha at my table for whatever reason. I've, I've heard um, of that, but yeah. I can't but, imagine that's very easy. It's, it's got to be a difficult breed to play. Well, that's Everyone just wants to play that, tricks all the time. You're not actually teaching anything. Right. That's also the big thing you have to take into account is that the play differences between Noesha and Guru. Similar like lupus versus Homid, you know, lupus needs to be played a certain way because they have wolves are different than people. They experience the world differently. And if you don't have an experienced player to be able to go with that, then it kind of falls flat and you're just playing a Homid with wolf abilities, which I know that's kind of what is. There's a pun there. 
I acknowledge it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> At least you did and none of us did. I, I definitely hear what you're saying. You so, know, well, maybe well, she don't have rage. They can't rage. No, no, they, they don't. don't. have rage. So you have to play them different. Just like a person can. But there's a fundamental difference between a person being irrationally, homicidally mad and a werewolf that actually has supernatural anger. No, exactly. That's something that I've always tried to impress upon, especially new players, is that you like, you know, that that time that you were the maddest in your life where you're shaking and you just you want to break something or someone just so badly as like half the rage. <laughs> Maybe that's rage one. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and your character two. starts with rage four. So welcome to that. And because of that, they can't do Thrall of the Worm. They can't go into Hirano. All those aspects that kind of curb guru players from acting out of pocket, they don't have to worry about that with leadership because they don't have rage. So you really need an experienced player to really drive home this type of character to really you know, make it alive and dynamic in the story without railroading everything. Well, you know, and yeah, I mean, um, to the point, they replace honor with humor in their renown. Oh. And interestingly enough, according to the first edition player's guide, they use glory and wisdom, but the breed book replaces those with uh, ferocity and cunning. That yeah, they've changed sense. their renown yeah. every edition. Yeah. <laughs> to, to go back to playing, a problem. And, you know, I've never had an Oisha player because I don't run Zoo Force games. <laughs> I just, well, there it is. I know. I, I was in a group with a Bastet player once. I wasn't the storyteller. That's as far as it went. So I would be concerned. And, and Danny, you kind of you kind of worked around a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Was you know the idea is that they they do these pranks to teach lessons, right? And not to throw a pie in the face because I like Looney Tunes. And I think that kind of behavior might be pretty common. I don't know, but I'm afraid that it's common, mm-hmm. and and I and I fear that that derails games in a spectacular fashion. I don't have proof on either one, but that's the impression I get when I hear other people talk about their experiences. And if that's the only impression we're getting from the older other experiences, you see it, and it's, it's unfortunate. And it's kind of what we were saying when we did the Ragabash. And now you're almost multiplying that with the new issue. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. That's the concern. Is that if, if you take the Ragabash in, in that jokey smurf, as mm-hmm. we had always said, the jokey smurf direction, right? And then you look at the new Isha as Ragabash Plus, mm-hmm. you have dialed up the wackyometer to such an extent that how do you cut it out? Think your shit through. Not, hey, let's throw a pie in his face because he's being a jerk. Let's find a smarter way around this. Well, isn't that one of their tenets, too? They do have their litany right oh, here. Hey, look at that. So, <laughs> ah. it was, it was like, think, then act, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Think, then act is absolutely one of them. Okay. I mean, so is teach. Well, you know, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But yes, think, then act is one of them. And I, and again, I don't know firsthand, but hearing other people share their experiences, I worry that no one pays attention to that part. They just go, I want to just be jokey and have fun, and that's it. I'm yes. not taking the game seriously. I want this to be Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Which, again, we already hear about it with Ragabash. Now you're making a new Isha, and you're tripling that, and that in a good way. That's my, so, yeah, my, that's my fear or concern. Uh, go ahead, Grant. I, I have a counterpoint to that. Please. 
I think that for one-offs, not for a sustained chronicle or for your, your player's sustained chronicles, but say if you have a situation in which a player has an emergency, you can't show up or whatever, so you're going to do a one-off. Go the, the wild wasteland route of Fallout for a session. Make everything as wacky as possible. Let someone play a Noesha and just go super insane clown style with their pranks. You know, it could be a real fun session as long as you know going into it beforehand that, hey, this may be canon at our table, but it also may not be. So well, we're just going to have fun with this session. You know, it's just going to be just, like I said, a wild wasteland. Just do it crazy. Well, I can get in on that. It, again, it's a, it's a one-off. I mean, right. that's, that's a different animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, no, it's still a coyote. But is <laughs> is a one off? Yeah, I, I totally get that because that's no harm, no foul. Like I'm, 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 and I was obviously I was thinking more like those sustained, those continuing chronicles, mm-hmm. and, and I think the difference makes a difference. But yeah, I think I agree with you that far, Grant. At least, right? It just it just sounds huh. more of everyone playing the jokes to play the jokes rather than to teach the lessons. Right, and that becomes the concern. There's so many, again, different aspects of Coyote, so so many different ways to play it. I think that's really interesting. And I, and I think that at least the, the perception, again, I have gotten over the years talking to different storytellers and different players, you know, this, this, the different totems and those different mentalities are far more interesting than a fucking pie gag. You know, the Looney, oh, Tune, the Looney Tune style, but the Looney Tune style is the thing that tends to win out. It's like the totems get kind of pushed to the back. Side. Yeah. And in terms of how that would affect a particular Noisha. So let's, the let's, part of it. let's switch it and make the more interesting thing the thing people focus on. And uh, <laughs> it's wacky. Be... It was better than, oh no. <laughs> I'm stuck in these worms. What's your problem with the worm? <laughs> Why don't you lick the worm, Danny? You just want to devour. I like balance. Don't you like balance? Sure. I haven't seen you fall over today. Who knows about Jesus. I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so if you, if storytellers or players need a kind of an example, um, what I always do my new players that they want to play a new Isha. You know, I have them look at the story uh, in the Ananasi book of the invader of the meeting who they kind of say, but don't say that it's old man, mini skins infiltrating this meeting. And it's like this internal, here's the secret to the Ananasi type meeting that an elder Ananasi would have with a younger one. That's the type of thing that I would really flex on with my new Isha players. Like don't think of yourself as the clown. Think of yourself as using humor or even dark humor to kind of deflect while you're also trying to achieve an objective. Now, a lot of times the objective is going to be teaching, but maybe there's other objectives that you can you know, integrate into your story. Uh, Miniskins does that type of stuff. He actually goes and he finds out all these secrets of the other changing breeds and brings back the coyote. And he's like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what they think. There's no reason that you can't have Nanusha in your game also doing that. Maybe they've infiltrated the Silver Fang. See what the hell's going on. See if they really are going crazy after seven or 10 years in, in a leadership position. I can't remember what is the number off the top of my head. But I would really go with that angle with my players. Well, you know, I like that you bring that up. I think it, if you were going to uh, equate it, that, that kind of mentality to, to fictional characters, I was going to suggest, instead of looking at that more kind of wackiness that people perhaps tend to gravitate toward, you, you look at examples through, through fiction. Um, and I think, uh, for example, 
Silent Bob, oddly enough. Okay. Now, now before Kevin Smith did what he did to his fucking franchises, mm-hmm. you had Silent Bob, this guy who seemed more like a jovial kind of wet butt character. You know, he, you know, oh look at him, he doesn't talk, ha ha. And then what would he do? He'd bust out like the line or two of wisdom in the fucking movie <laughs> that puts everything in perspective. You go back to Clerks Classic. You know, there's a million fine looking women out in the world. Uh, most of them don't bring you fresh lasagna. Most of them just cheat on you. And that fucking line was the turning point for the main character. So something like that, where you're, you're using maybe humor, maybe something, you know, just a fucking line or two. Or, you know, I think of the movie uh, Maverick with Mel Gibson, which... Going old school now. Well, so, you know, it's at that point, old school. I can't say it like that. Man. I know, That I'm movie sorry. came out... Shush. <laughs> We're not old. It's very cold in here. It's your ass blanket. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, you look at that character, you know, Mel Gibson, you know, not the original Maverick, mm-hmm. but the Mel Gibson, the, that one, the, that movie, is here he was, he was a trickster, he was a gambler, he wasn't a cheat, but he knew the odds and he knew how to play them. He wasn't wacky, he could be a little silly, mm-hmm. but even that had a purpose. He would lull you into a false sense of security. Or even, oddly enough, maybe Mr. Miyagi. Wax on, wax off. Paint the fence. Sweep the floor. Using the mundane to teach a greater lesson. Mind-blowing. Huh. You know, I think these are all different archetypes that you could look at and use when playing a Nuisha that that can make interesting and and fun concepts and fun play that aren't turning into Looney Tunes. Well thought of that one. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That That was good. Three very different characters. Wax on, wax off. I just I just had a story idea about that. Uh, not that not in that line, but when it comes to Nuisha, that I kind of really want to run now. I want to have one of my players uh, play a Nuisha that is attempting to emulate many skins achievements and infiltrate the mockery breeds in the same capacity, uh, and then bring back to the sept that information. That would be pretty great. I really like that idea. That's a serious mission. That's like actually it. really hard. <laughs> It would be very difficult, right? But but I get it. He's he's trying to emulate what old man many skins did. Looking up to him, like look, he can do it. I got to be that next. Well, best even one. maybe Coyote sends him on that mission, or right? that, true, or but... maybe he learns a tidbit and says, "Well, I'm curious now. Let's see what this is about." But either way, the you know the the inciting incident aside, the idea because you got to remember, and for those who don't know, the mockery breeds this was shit lab born by Pentex, so. Any information you could get on those, that's valuable shit. Good point. <laughs> it's its a real mission. And even though they, they use the renowned humor, glory, and cunning now for like W20, that's the renown now. I know it was for Aussie and other things in the past. You have the glory and cunning of that mission for the Nuisha. I mean, even if they only infiltrated one of the mockery breeds, that's almost you know enough renown to get a rank challenge up, in my opinion, as a storyteller. By far. I think so. They get to do com- combinations too. Mm-hmm. Ragabesh. What do you mean? With their, they can combine it to get their ranks. Oh, um. Oh. <laughs> didn't look uh, into it. Okay. Didn't look into it. <laughs> I would assume. I mean, they're Ragabesh Plus, so. Well, I think it's a different scale entirely because, I mean, they're not Garu. That's true. Now, that said, we are about out of time. I mean, we can go. We got more, but. Well, we, yeah, that's the thing, is I think um, we're, we're getting. 
we're getting about there. Yeah, it's about there. So uh, I think uh, I wanted to talk about touchdown or litany beforehand. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, one of those things like you know, I don't want that to fall between the cracks. Kind of important, and it's only six things. Well, that's it's, easy. It it is, and they're, I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty good too. So before we wrap up, I do have one last thing to add. So something that I do find interesting, and a lot of it is probably had to do with geography as to why in canonical lore it wasn't written this way. But Noesha in the Hengi Yokai, the Kitsune sort of fit in that category, but they don't really. There is no Noesha in the Far East like that. And I think that's really interesting because you could really take the Noesha over there just wreck shit. <laughs> they're so stuck up in the way they're wrote. They're so inflexible and tradition bound that uh, Noesha in the, the kinder or the, the beast courts would just wreck havoc teaching lessons to some of these old stogies. I, I kind of hate that you brought that up now <laughs> before my thing because my response to that would be great for the end of the episode. <laughs> Building off of that, I think I think you're missing the gag here. I'm going to suggest that not the Kitsune, but the uh, the Semabito, the, the Rokia of the East, hmm. in fact, don't exist, and are just Nuisha playing an elaborate prank. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Seems like a better idea to yeah. me. <laughs> Seems like a way better idea to me. Jossum, everybody. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so let's get, let's get the litany in before we have to end it. <laughs> See, that would have been a much better ending to the episode, right? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's still good, though. It's really good. <laughs> Street charts. Yeah, right. Oh, shit. <laughs> to make everyone think this is a real thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So one, okay, tenant one of the litany. Yeah. Grant's really quit talking shit about the rookie, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's going to get us all in trouble. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, the, the coyotes, the, the new wishes litany. It starts, let fools die a fool's death. You know, it's self-explanatory. Yeah, they say it's you know the responsibility to save humans from themselves and to protect them from the worm, but it's not their place to stop a suicide or force a person to live who is in pain. It's their place to teach those who will listen, and others are on their own. They don't interfere in wars. They don't punish sinners. If they're yeah, I get it. If they're they're dumb enough to make the decision, then let them. All right. They got better things to do. Number two. Teach those who need teaching a proper lesson. Just let the punishment fit the crime. They don't commit acts of vengeance, but there's no rule against helping a foolish person on their way. As long as it's deserved. Right. You you can help someone who needs to be taught the error of their ways. You help them in Coyote's way. (laughs) Which is, you know, you prank him endlessly until he can no longer stand the thought of what he did. (laughs) Step three, profit. No. Always prank the world. <laughs> Would have believed you. <laughs> Always prank Take that money. All right. The children, the wormer, are the enemies. They don't care uh, for others or teach, or teach lessons and need learning. They kill and destroy for the sheer pleasure of doing so. We return the favor many times over. There are tricks and there are pranks. Tricks are for friends. Pranks are for enemies. Tricks are for oh, kids. I like that one. That's yes, good. Yes, they are. 
Or Lepix. Or Lepix. You gotta fatten up what you're gonna eat later. Next, be subtle. Humans don't take well to uh, seeing our newish in nature. Many will imagine they've seen something else. Uh, it's Brother Wolf's gift to us. So this is, you know, they're under the veil. Mm-hmm. The delirium applies. Makes sense. Next, respect Luna. Coyote wronged Luna, and this he knows. We serenade the moon because this is the promise of Coyote. Yeah, I get it. And it goes back to the... Try to make up. Yeah, we made, we, yeah we've yeah. got to make up for that trick that we played. Yes, it was a good trick. And look at the shit we got, but we're still what in did, trouble for it. Did they? What did they get? We don't know. Right. Again, speculation. What they got is the one auspice, which <laughs> is the fucking the new moon. There's none. <laughs> but then finally, think, then act. You know, Coyote gifted us with wits. Use them. Don't enrage an enemy you can't escape. Don't betray the location of Akiba, which is their word for Cairn. Mm-hmm. Um, don't mingle with the worm, for he's dangerously seductive. Don't lash out in anger, for, you're weaker than, for we are weaker than most other shapeshifters. Always find the humor in a situation, for laughter is our greatest gift and can cure more than you could ever imagine. Think, don't act. I like that one. Right? Let's think, then act. Yeah, think, then act. Same thing. Is no. it? <laughs> it's not the same at all. You could think about it and then you don't act. Why would you not act on it? Well, you could not not act. You're right. You're also not not wrong. Are we doing three Ks now? <laughs> what? I don't know. It's... But... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, now we can do three. shit. <laughs> what? You gotta do something. Speaking of three, what's the three Bs of the Noesha? See? <laughs> but Danny ruined it with the Ks. <laughs> so be cool. <laughs> See, but cool, be smart, be funny. No, but see, that's the thing is, you know, that's part of the trick. Yeah. That we've subverted your expectations by not doing a three B's today. Okay. Think, don't act. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and speaking of thanks, thanks, Grant, for coming back on the show. It's great to have you as always. Appreciate it. How's it be here? To be here? I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> like I said, to be. Hey. Pay attention. Hey. Or not to be. But anyway. It's always nice to come and talk about werewolf and other crazy stuff. So Oh no, we, we always have a good time when you're on. Oh, absolutely. So you know, thank you again. And then to all you listeners out there, uh, thank you so much for listening. Remember to uh show your love. Tell everyone. Tell the planet. Get yourself a megaphone. Or a couple Cut. of them. Yeah, why not? Two at once. Fuck it. <laughs> Stereo that way. Tie them together. Yep. Get to the highest point you can and just scream out about our show. Sure. Or particularly in like maybe like a government building. <laughs> oh, wow. That might be... Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> it would work. It, I, it would work to do something. Yeah, it would work, but maybe not in a good way. You, you would be on a list, perhaps. But people would know about us. <laughs> and you get to be in the paper tomorrow. Hey, look at that. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore. We, we have taken... Holy shit. We have taken this and run... Way farther than we expected to. A little bit. 
No, for real. You know, thank you all so much for listening. You know, obviously, anything you can do to help get the word out, uh, ratings, reviews, shares, that's the three Bs. Send those out to the world. Any thanks to our backers, of which you can join um, if you feel so inclined, which is at our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, um, slash Rage Across the Internet. Uh, links in the show notes, links on the site, RageCrossInternet.com. And thank you, Ace, for yes. our new editor. Yes, that's true. Thanks again, Ace. Um, and on behalf of everyone here at Scratch Wolf Studios, and Grant also, whether he wants to or not, we're going to thank you for <laughs> listening. Uh, we want you to take care of yourselves, take care of each other, keep your claws sharp, and kind of swivel. We'll see you next time.